Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. And if you're just joining us, our focus here on Healing Quest is holistic wellness. And that means the latest in natural ways to keep us all healthy and hopefully helps us live longer and happier. Now, three or four months ago, uh, we spent some time discussing vitamin K27 because it was a heart health month, I think. And we focused our conversation on how K27 can actually help keep our heart healthy. But it turns out that heart health is by no means the only benefit of K27 because it can be really important in keeping our bones strong and healthy too. So to make sure we understand this dimension of vitamin K27, we've asked microbiologist Kieran Christian of Just Thrive Probiotics to join us today by phone from his home base in Chicago. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Roy. Hi, Judy. Great to be with you guys. Good to have you with us. This is going to be great if you can talk a little bit more about how the K27 actually really helps our bones. How does this work? I did a little bit of reading on it, and it sounds amazing uh, in terms of the benefits it delivers. It, it does. It's, uh, in fact, it, you know, not only is it good for bone health, it is critical for bone health. Wow. So the very last step in building bone is your, your bone-building bu- cells in your body. They're called osteoblastic cells. Now that it's it's interesting when you when it sound when you say osteo which is which is the um, prefix for bone and then blastic cells you think it's going to blast your bone <laughs> uh, but in fact it, that's an easy way to remember which one of those cells is actually the bone building cell it's a, it's the one that's counterintuitive it's the osteoblastic cells so what they do is they release a protein called osteocalcin and the osteocalcin is a protein that grabs calcium and acts like a glue and sticks the calcium on the bone. Mm -hmm. That's the very last step in the whole process of bone building. The osteoblastic cells that are responsible for bone building, they release this protein, the protein grabs calcium out of the circulation and physically sticks it onto the bone. The thing is, when the protein, osteocalcin, is released by these cells, it's released in an inactive form. Oh. And the reason for that is there are regulatory mechanisms all over, all throughout your body in, in order for things to not go awry. And so it's released in an inactive form. It can't grab calcium and stick it on your bone yet. The way it gets activated is by a reaction called a carboxylation reaction. <laughs> and the only thing ever found to be able to, re, uh, to activate that protein is vitamin K2. Oh, really? It, wow. It's the only thing. Yeah, osteocalcin, that critical protein that grabs calcium, sticks it on the bone, and acts as a glue for the bone, is activated solely by vitamin K2. So you cannot do that final critical step of actually putting calcium on the bone and building it without vitamin K2. And where do you get vitamin K2 in your food? I mean, is this something we obviously need to be supplementing? I would argue that it's the most critical supplement. It's a quintessential supplement. You know, the whole idea of the dietary supplement industry is to take essential nutrients uh, that we're not getting adequate amounts of in our food and supplement them in in capsule or tablet form. Mm -hmm. That was the whole idea behind dietary supplements. This is one of those that we just don't get enough from in our diet. Now, where is it naturally found in the diet? Well, um, certain types of fermented foods. So there are certain fermented cheeses that are really popular in Northern Europe, uh, which we don't eat here in the U.S. Organ meat, um, things like brains and liver, uh, you can get uh, vitamin K2, but you don't, we don't eat those anymore. Uh, there are certain types of fermented uh, vegetables, like fermented 
soybean called natto, very, very um, rich in Japan, in certain parts of Japan, in the in the eastern part of Japan, not consumed here in the in the Western United States at all or in anywhere else in the world. So our diets are basically completely depleted of vitamin K2 and mm. K27 in particular. And so it becomes such a critical nutrient to um, to supplement because it's required for bone building. You cannot build bone without it. Mm. And we get almost none of it in our diet. A big U.S. study actually showed that over 90% of the population is clinically deficient in vitamin K27. So you can't get vitamin K2 without the K27. And I also heard about uh, K24. So what's, what's yeah. the difference? So there's two forms. There's K27 and K24. And it's important to distinguish that K2 is also different than K1. So when you look at your multivitamin products, typically you'll see vitamin K in there. That's typically vitamin K1. Now, vitamin K1 comes from leafy green vegetables like spinach and kale and things like that. Now, vitamin K1 functions only in the liver, and its job is to help your body form clots in case you bleed out. Now, K2 is what we call the extrahepatic form, meaning outside of the liver form of vitamin K which circulates around in your system. Now, when you come to K, vitamin K2, then there's two common versions, vitamin K27 and vitamin K24. Now, what happens in the supplement industry is some people use K24 as the active ingredient in dietary supplements. And they say it's because there are studies on vitamin K24 helping bone health. The problem with it is the K24 that has been studied for bone health are synthetic prescription drugs that have been in the Japanese market for several decades. Mm. And in many cases, they're injected because K24 is not absorbed very well through the gut. Mm. Uh, Now, all of the supplements that you see out there with vitamin K24 are synthetic ingredients. And, you know, I'm not one that ever advocates people taking synthetic supplements because there are lots of problems with synthetic chemicals. And so K27, the natural form from fermentation is absorbed very well. It has a long half-life in the body. And in fact, where the body needs K24, it can convert K27 to K24. So K27 is the be-all, end-all of the best K2 supplements out there. So it becomes really important to people to focus when they're looking for a K2 supplement that they're looking for K27 on that label. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest. And we're speaking with microbiologist Kieran Krishnan on vitamin K27 and how it can actually make a big difference in keeping our bones strong and healthy, which is really important, especially as we age. So the word today now is osteoblastic, because <laughs> yes. that is what we need to keep our bones strong. And our friend vitamin K27 is what's a critical factor to make all this happen, if I'm getting that right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and because I think it's always fun to learn two terms uh, in, <laughs> in, in every segment, uh, the, the antithesis to osteoblastic cells that are building bones, so the B for plastic and B for building, are osteoclastic cells with a C. Ah. Osteoclastic cells actually break down bone Ooh. in your body. So it's, uh, and, and, and so, you know, what's interesting about that is, osteo- and why, why do we have cells that actually break down bone? Well, because, right. <laughs> That's right, what I was going to ask. 
that's a good question, right? And and that's because what your bones are, besides being your structural element, your bones are also your largest store of minerals in your body, your, especially calcium, which is important for all types of other activities in your body. So your body will actually send these osteoclastic cells to the bones hmm. to break it down to some degree to release some free calcium to do other things like, um, you know, flex your muscles or mm-hmm. run your heart or oh, your just little things. all these yeah. other different things. Yeah. You know, and so there's this really intricate balance between osteoblastic and osteoclastic cells. Now, one of the things that occurs as you're growing and, and when you're younger is that osteoclastic cells are inhibited by a few different things. One of the things that inhibits osteoclastic cell activity is estrogen. And so that's mm. why women, when they reach postmenopausal age, their risk for, for fractures goes way up because their estrogen levels are lower and their osteoclastic cells are not inhibited as much. And so the bone uh, resorption is what we call it, or bone breakdown activity goes up higher. Mm. And so, you know, now you have an imbalance of bone breakdown and bone building. And then especially if you're deficient in vitamin K2, then your bone building activity is very low and your bone breakdown activity is really high. And that's why fracture rates go through the roof and went postmenopausally. So all postmenopausal women I'm gathering should be taking K27. Yeah, in fact, it should be a perimenopausal stage. Okay. Uh, where oh, they should start. Okay. You know, that, that's really important. Now, um, the other people that are really in need of vitamin K2 are kids. Now, of course, kids aren't in danger of osteoporosis, but what kids have is seven times the activity of osteoblastic cells than adults do because kids are rapidly building bone because they're growing, right? Mm-hmm. And so their osteoblastic cells, those bone-building cells, are releasing that protein that sticks calcium to the bone called osteocalcin. It's releasing that at seven times the level as a normal adult. Wow. And so they need so much more K2, even compared to a, to a, to a healthy adult. And so um, it becomes really important for kids to build strong bones early on because your degree of osteoporosis is determined by how strong your bones are built up to the age of 28 or 29. Quick question. So children can be taking K27 capsules? You Into them. open In the term, capsule yeah. up and put it in a smoothie or something? Absolutely, yes. Great. Well, we're out of time again. And once again, you've just uh, given us so much information. This is great. Thank you so much, Kieran. We've been talking with microbiologist Kieran Christian about vitamin K27 and how it can make a big difference in keeping our bones strong and healthy and, frankly, make a big difference on almost everything going on in our body. If you want more information about vitamin K27, you'll find it at thriveprobiotic.com. That's thriveprobiotic.com. Kieran, thanks once again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Up next, we're going to explore an energy medicine technique known as healing touch, including research showing that it really does work. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at our website, healingquest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Radio.